Welcome to Date Speeding, a podcast about the online dating experience, being single, and how to navigate the best way you can. I'm the Reverend Rich Hugh. This episode, we talk about the first date and places to go to make sure your first date is as good as it can be for the person who's good enough to date you. Let us pray. So you've done the hard part, and now you've got yourself your first date. Where do you go? What do you do? How do you handle it? Turns out there's all sorts of different ways you can handle a first date. In this episode, let's cover several different ideas so that you can have the best date possible in the best situation possible. In our last episode, which you should totally listen to, along with every single episode that came before this. And tell your friends in the media to send us lots of money to sponsor our program. Getting the date is the hardest part. So once you've gone through all the rigmarole of finding a good picture, posting a good picture, creating a good profile, sending a bunch of email, responding to a bunch of email, <gasps> and finally getting the date, the question then becomes: What is a good first date? Me, the Reverend Rich Hugh, I recommend three tiers of locations for a first date: the casual meet. The romantic meet, or the impressive romantic meet, and it's usually best to have these locations scoped out ahead of time. Let's start with the casual meet, which I always recommend. Truth is, you're meeting this person for the first time. It doesn't matter how many pictures you've seen of them. It doesn't matter how many texts you've sent. It even doesn't matter how long you've talked on the phone with this person. The very first time you're in the same room as someone is genuinely the very first time you're meeting somebody. Again, as discussed especially in the prior episode, you can be carrying a lot of preconceived notions and baggage into a first date if you spent a lot of time emailing and talking back and forth with the person first. Always do your pre-first date communication with a little bit of reserve, knowing that the first date is genuinely the first time you're meeting somebody. Think of it like a churro. You can walk around an amusement park or a seaside pier and smell churros all day long. But until you actually buy one and bite into that churro, you don't know if you're going to like that churro or not, because churros smell a whole lot better than they taste. This is the first time you're biting into a churro. So, for the casual meetup, you want to find a place where you can buy drinks. Coffee is usually the best, although a bar with cocktails works well too. I recommend coffee. A cup of coffee has a definitive lifespan. You have to drink it before it gets cold. And the physical effects of coffee can sometimes prevent you from having another cup. If it's in the evening, you don't want to have too much caffeine because you'll be up all night, and you may have to pee a lot. One cup of coffee is the best. Really, your first date shouldn't last more than an hour, and meeting for coffee sets that time limit pretty well. The time it takes to order the coffee, receive the coffee, find a seat, drink the coffee, and be finished with the coffee usually takes about forty-five minutes or an hour. The first date really should be a check-in to see if you genuinely want to date this person or not. Think of it as a meeting more than a date. Sure, take a shower first, get dressed, don't show up like a stupid slob, but have an out, and don't plan your whole evening around. You should know pretty quickly if you're not compatible with this person or not. And there are few things worse on a first date than to have planned a big romantic evening and to know within the first five minutes that you're stuck on this romantic evening with someone you don't really care about. It's a bad, bad churro. So meet for coffee. If you don't get along, you can be done and over with the meeting within forty-five minutes to an hour. And if you do get along, you can be out of there within forty-five minutes to an hour, which leaves excitement and anticipation for the next date, a real date. 
There is, however, one big drawback to meeting for coffee for the first date, and that is waiting in line to buy coffee. If you go to a bar or a restaurant, the two of you meet together and stay together whilst a server comes and waits on you. But at a coffee place, you either both have to stand in line together, possibly for a very long time, the very first time you meet each other, to order your coffee, or one of you has arrived first and ordered coffee before the other person has shown up. Meaning, the first meeting is to walk in and briefly say hi, and then you separate right away while the other person goes and gets coffee. Both situations are extremely uncomfortable. Standing in line and talking to somebody the first time you meet them is lousy, especially because the line is filled with people you're quite positive know you're on a first date, an online date, an embarrassing, embarrassing online date. Or the moment you walk in and say hi, then you have to leave. Here's a couple tips to abate that embarrassment. Set up beforehand that you're going to pretend that you're meeting for the first time, because you really are. Say, I'm going to be wearing this, and I'm going to walk in. Pretend I don't know you and just start talking to you. Hopefully, you won't have a mouthful of churro. You've created your own meet cute, which is a screenwriting term for two people who meet each other in a cute way. No, really, it really is. Go ahead and Google meet cute, and whilst you're doing that, find some advertisers to sponsor this show. I'll wait. I'm back. The benefit of setting up a first date as a first time you're meeting one another is that you can stave off what feels like the prying eyes of others looking at you. And if you walk in and see the person wearing what you know they're going to be wearing, and you realize, oh my goodness, I don't like this person at all, you can turn around and walk out, and nobody will be the wiser. Go next door, get a donut. Donuts smell good and rarely taste as good as they smell. In fact, lots of sugary dough treats are that way. What are those things called that you can get? You know, funnel cakes. That's it. Thanks. Funnel cakes smell better than they taste too. Finally, on settling on a coffee place. I recommend you avoid chains, like Starbucks or Coffee Bean or Pete's, unless they want to sponsor our show. Then I say absolutely go to insert name of sponsor here. But until I get a sponsor, find an independently owned coffee shop. They're usually filled with people staring at laptops, and they're usually more intimate with some wacky decor, as opposed to the standard uniform Starbucks. Not that there's anything wrong with Starbucks. Does anyone have a churro they could give me? Email me datespeeding at yahoo dot com. That would be great. Now I can hear you saying, "Wait a minute, Reverend Rich. Why you so down on the first date? I know what I like. I like romance. I'm looking for a relationship. The first date is the first impression. What if it goes great? What if it's true love? Why would I all want to get up and leave and shit if things are going so great? I hear you. I have solutions. One is when you go looking for an independent coffee location. Try to find one walking distance from a restaurant. That way, if things are going well on the date, when you finish your coffee, you can say, "Are you hungry? Would you like to get something to eat?" And then walk your date over to the restaurant to continue. If you're meeting at a bar, which I don't recommend, but if you must, meet at a location that has a bar and a restaurant. That way, you can just walk over to the restaurant. But that's moving into location two of my dating recommendations, which is the romantic location. The romantic location differs from a casual location both in name and location. As I said, the idea behind the casual date, the first date location, the coffee location, is that you're playing it safe. You're not entirely sure if this person you met online is the person you want to date. You're not coming with expectations. But if you are excited and do have expectations, I still would err to the side of caution. You still want to be at a location where you are in charge of the time. 
Going for coffee is ideal because you purchase a cup of coffee and then that's the only thing you need to do at that location. However, I understand that there are some places in the country where you cannot go to an independently owned coffee place, and your only choices are the big chain places. The second choice, the more romantic date, is to go to a cafe, a place where they serve food, perhaps churros, or donuts, or funnel cakes, or sandwiches, you know, food, but you go there to meet for coffee. This is not a restaurant where you get served by a waiter. This is a place where you go and stand in line and order your food, and then either go to the table and wait for them to deliver it to you, or they hand it to you right there at the counter. Again, I recommend finding an independently owned location, a place with a twee name like Alcove, or Snugglers, or The Barn. A place like this usually has crazy mismatched chairs and clear white twinkle lights wrapped around ficus trees. Sometimes there's art from independent artists hanging on the wall for purchase, and they will give you a metal stand with a plastic number to slide into the hoop at the top that they will take away from your table once they give you your food. If you think about it in restaurant terms, the coffee place is like a McDonald's, and the romantic place is an in-between place like a Chipotle. It's not quite a restaurant, but it's a little classier than a fast food place. Usually there's a patio. The reason I call this the romantic location is because you're setting up romance at the outset. And, even if you've set up the date to just meet for coffee, the implication is that you're looking for something deeper, or that you're open for something more. The difference between this location and a meet-up for coffee is that you've not set a termination point. The distinction is casual date, end time. And that end time, 45 minutes to an hour. Romantic date, open-ended. You can get a cup of coffee. The cup of coffee you order at this place probably comes in a smaller ceramic mug with refills, or they might serve alcohol there as well. If the time comes in the date where you say, I'm hungry, you can simply order from that place some sliders, a slice of pie, sweet potato fries. This is a place where you can nosh and not have a full meal, because it is still a first date, a meeting, but the atmosphere around you speaks more date than meat. You may be thinking, how do I know where to go? The ones you go on the casual date with are the ones you could take or leave. The ones you take to the romantic place are ones that you hope like you but you're not sure of. And I said not sure of and not not sure of. Churro. Churro. Sure of. They sound kind of the same. Let me check my email to see if someone sent me a churro. Not yet. Still time. The romantic location allows you to linger and hang out. And you can pull the plug after 45 minutes or an hour or you could stay for two, three hours as long as the conversation is still good. It's open-ended and that's romantic. Finally, you would like an impressive location. This is where you go when you're 100% sure that this is the person for you, which I doubt, but you can certainly try. I again don't recommend a restaurant, for the reason I mentioned earlier but kind of glossed over about you not being in charge of your time. Restaurants have strict customs and are rife with interruptions. It's difficult to get to know somebody on a first date at a restaurant. Though you don't have to wait in line like you do at a coffee place, there is still an uncomfortable moment out front where you're standing and talking to the maitre d' or the greeter or whoever that person is that seats you. You spend half of your time talking to other people on the date. You follow the person to your table, then you have to talk to the waiter about ordering drinks, the waiter has to tell you all the specials, the waiter takes your order, the waiter or some subordinate brings your food to the table, the waiter then comes and asks how your food is, the waiter then comes and asks if you're done and they can clear your plate, the waiter then comes and asks if you'd like anything else or you'd like to see the dessert menu, the waiter then comes and brings you the check, the waiter then comes and picks up the check, the waiter then comes and brings back the check for you to sign. That is a lot of time not paying attention to your date. 
do not go to a restaurant on a first date. But if you do, don't make it a fancy restaurant. Make it an impressive restaurant. This location is basically the same as a romantic location, just higher quality, a place you need to make a reservation to get into. But it's a place where you can mainly just eat appetizers. Lots of restaurants have an area where you can sit and eat, or there's a bar area where you can order bar food. This sort of location is what I'm talking about, although not a place where you can order hot wings or peanuts, but a place where you can order things like sliders or grilled cheese sandwiches or sweet potato fries and get waited on by a server who isn't necessarily a waiter. You're looking for a place where a barmaid can come out and ask if you'd like some drinks, but could also get you food, and she's really there to just walk around the place and get people more drinks. Her job isn't waiting on you. Hotels are very good places for this. Something with a rooftop bar that has a swimming pool in the middle of it. There is an inherent danger in asking your first date to meet you at a hotel, which I may or may not discuss in length at a later episode, but the point is you're looking for a place that ups the ante, a place where you can get very dressed up, feel comfortable, still be relatively in charge of your time there, and feel the romance. Really, the decision on where to go on your first date should be based solely on how into the person you are. Casual location for someone you might be into, romantic location for someone you're into, and impressive location for someone you're way into. And you can go to these locations every first date you go on. There's nothing that says you need to find a new one every single time. It's good to have these locations in your pocket in the area in which you live, because you can suggest it right away. Let's meet here, at this time. And if the person you're dating lives in a different area than you do, drive out to that area and look at places first. Don't just pick a Starbucks because you can't find an independent coffee location or you're not sure what it's going to be like. The truth is, no matter where you go, if the person is right for you, and you hit it off, you're going to go on a second date. Don't think if you meet for coffee on a casual date with someone who you really want to be with is going to ruin your chances of another date. Because if that person's not into you, you only spent $2.50 on coffee, as opposed to $40 at an impressive place, or, heaven forbid, $100 plus at a restaurant. If the person likes you back, they're going to like you back no matter what. The purpose of having these three different meeting places is to protect you from being with someone that you don't want to like you. Do not get stuck with a hundred plus dollar tab at a restaurant and two hours of time investment with someone you know you don't like the moment you walk in the door. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Date Speeding. We couldn't be doing it without you, and the way we know we're doing it with you is by the churros you send or the emails you send to datespeeding at yahoo.com or by following us on Twitter at datespeeding or our Instagram account, which has absolutely nothing on it, at datespeeding. You can also find us on Facebook or by visiting our website, www.datespeeding.com, which takes you right to our Facebook page. If you have questions about dating or advice you'd like given or a topic you'd like covered on a future podcast, let me know. Thanks, and keep date speeding.